Hey everyone, it's Guillaume from Startup Basecamp. Welcome to Tech for Climate podcast. During the show, you will have the opportunity to meet the best climate tech founders, investors, experts from Silicon Valley and around the globe. They will share with you their stories and personal journey in this growing industry, giving you some insights on the ecosystem to hopefully help you to take part in the climate change fight and benefit from the opportunities that it can also represent. The podcast is divided in two small interviews. During the first part, you will get to know our speaker, their perspective on the climate crisis and how climate tech is changing the game. The second part of the talk will be for all members of the community who will learn from the speakers their secret sauce on how to, sharing with you their unique expertise on various topics as fundraising, management, strategy, and so on to help you to become a better leader in your field. Let's go for the show. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, we will speak with the co-founders of Planet A, Fridjof and Nick, who are seeking to support and invest in founders tackling the world's largest environmental problems, such as greenhouse gases, plastics, and water shortage. They will uncover how they provide early stage funding and mentoring to highly scalable impact companies, while measuring and forecasting the positive ecological impact of startups as their central metric of success. Their unique approach is supported by a network of scientists and experts developing frameworks and methodologies with them to assess the impact prior to making their investment decision. In the second part of the show, Feridioff and Nick will give a series of valuable insights for climate tech founders to successfully pitch investors. Finally, they will share with you their secret sauce on how they balance their busy founders and investors' work life. Fridjof, Nick, welcome to the show. Two, three. Hi, Fridjof and Nick. Uh, welcome to the Tech uh, for Climate podcast. Uh, super happy and uh, excited to have you uh, here uh, for this uh, interview. So two co-founders, that's, uh, that's super exciting. Um, so we'll start with the first, uh, the first question that we have. Uh, if you can give us a, a snapshot, a 20-second intro about uh, Planet A. So Planet A is an early-stage venture fund uh, based out of Germany. Um, and we are looking to invest into seed stage companies with an average ticket size of around a million initial check sizes. Uh, we are looking to not only support German entrepreneurs, but uh, entrepreneurs who are working in Europe because we believe that Europe is going to become a tech center uh, for innovative technology. Uh, and our focus is uh, as planet egg, we have caretakers of the planet. So we're looking uh, for companies which do something which is measurably good and does benefit our economy. Uh, we usually do... Uh, lead or co-lead um, and I think that that should suffice at this point. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, with Fridjof. Uh, if you can uh, give us a little bit uh, um, more information about like your uh, incredible story uh, as a serial <laughs> entrepreneur, uh, you know, your background and, uh, and maybe you can share with us uh, one thing that you love to do uh, besides planning here. Well, I'm going to start, start with the stuff I love. Uh, besides Planet A, um, so it is actually 
quite connected to the planet. So I love uh, flying with a paraglider or uh, kite surfing in, in high waves. So that that really uh, is a thing which which keeps me up. Um, so yeah, so I started my first company uh, when I was still in school, 16 to be precise. And uh, we were doing websites for other people that, to put it in a perspective, uh, was 1999. And we've grown the company from three people on the barn to now 260 people. Um, so the company is called Jimdo. We enable... Um, small and medium-sized businesses all around the world to build and update their own website or build an online shop. Um, and um, so, yeah, that is what I've did for 18 years. Uh, and then uh, I was getting into something new. I did a TV documentary um, with DW, Deutsche Welle. And uh, the idea was that the founders traveling the world is portrayed other founders which are tackling um, big problems. Um, so um, from for water shortage, food shortage, uh, climate issues, and basically everything. And that left me with this feeling of, um, wow, I'm a prototype of, type of a privileged German. So how can I help? How can I contribute? And that is kind of the the feeling which I got after this 120 days of filming. And, and luckily then I met really good scientists, which opened my eyes as an entrepreneur to the quantitative um, analysts of startups and their ideas. And um, that's also one of the core pillars of Planet A to put things into perspective. How much mm -hmm. better is an idea? How much better um, uh, in climate mitigation and resource uh, efficiency and waste reduction? That's what we're looking at. Fantastic. And uh, how did you how did you meet Nick? Maybe maybe because it's a it's a funny story. Uh, um, so yeah. so, um, so uh, I've basically spent my career in deep tech, so always at the intersection of AI, blockchain, IoT, and the commercialization of of things. Um, and uh, have been going through a couple of roles, uh, also partly as an as an entrepreneur with my own company. And uh, the, the time was really primed by the realization, a very similar one to the one that Friedrich just described, of me also being highly privileged and uh, wanting to give back. And um, so at some point, I started to to draft Planet A as an early stage fund. Um, and then by faith or luck or coincidence or whatever you would like to call it, I got in touch with Friedel uh, at some point. And we were basically presenting each other Uh, the ideas we had in our head and we very quickly realized that we had planet a twice not uh, not only once but really twice we had uh, two domains planet.com and planet.ventures uh, and we said that that's a very good time for for no egos and decided to team up and throw everything into the same direction fantastic and, and when was it like a, a year ago two years ago or uh, beginning of 2020 so uh, before the pandemic And we were able to see each other and now that's yeah, a year and a couple of months ago. Fantastic. So you, you covered uh, this, uh, this story and thank you so much, but you didn't tell us like uh, what you love to do uh, besides Planet A. What uh, characterizes you? Uh, I, I, I used to climb a lot. Uh, so in, in Berlin, it's quite tricky to, to go climbing outdoors. There are a couple of boulders, but yeah. uh, it's much easier to go within uh, within climbing, climbing indoor climbing spots. And so that, this hasn't been a thing. Um, so right now I'm spending my time outdoors anyways, playing frisbee, whatever you can do in Berlin. <laughs> Fantastic. But thank you so much. So um, if any of you can, uh, you know, maybe go a little bit more into... Uh, into the, the, the specifics about your uh, investment thesis uh, with Planet A. Um, 
you know, I, I saw that uh, you guys are focusing in those three areas, which is greenhouse gas uh, reduction, uh, plastics, and uh, water uh, shortage. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about why choosing uh, those ones and what's the thesis behind, uh, behind Planet mm -hmm. Air? Yeah, um, so super happy to do. Um, so, so basically, we call ourselves Planet A because it's about the planet. And so we looked yeah. at uh, what, what are the crises uh, we are facing. And um, basically, we, we looked at, it, at the SDGs um, and said, which one actually correlate with the biosphere? And so we grouped them and put them actually into four categories. And that's climate mitigation, waste reduction, resource efficiency, and biodiversity. And so... We, we quite quickly came to the realization saying, okay, a clustering, a clustering then is one thing, but we really have to quantify it. So basically, we all together have built an economy which is using 1.7 Earth, and we only have one, right? So um, for us, it became obvious that uh, whenever we look to kind of invest into a company, we have to make sure it's a company which is kind of supporting a, an economy which is within the planetary boundaries. And we only can make this call and this decision whenever we quantify stuff. And for us, in order to quantify things, you need to look into the impact data quite precisely. You, you have to come up with the numbers, not just a scoring model. And so um, that, that was the reason also, because we, we are a bigger team and we have a full science team on board which mm -hmm. is able to calculate, uh, calculate the exact impact numbers. And we always put them into perspective of how the world looks today and which kind of change a startup can bring. And we only invest if a company is significantly better in one of the named criterias, and then we do so. Okay. And, and did you develop like in-house uh, type of framework? Uh, mm -hmm. How do you quantify uh, and measure this uh, this impact? Mm -hmm. uh, because as you know, it can be very, uh, I mean, especially you investing in different uh, impact, I would say, industries. So almost it could be CO2, uh, CO2 uh, emission reduction or uh, removal. Uh, it can be plastics. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's so various. So how do you define that? And uh, how long did it take you guys to validate those, uh, those models in a way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so, so what we're using, using as a basis is life cycle assessments. Um, and life cycle assessments, you look at the whole life cycle of a product, basically mm -hmm. from production to usage to the end of life scenario. So really, you, you consider everything which happens to a product throughout the whole lifespan. And you look at all the mass and energy balances throughout the lifespan. And so you, you quickly see that's a lot to consider. And if you, you have to map up the, the, the the flow of a product and and really calculate everything, and that's a lot of work to to, to be honest. Like that is <laughs> you're putting all the numbers, lots of numbers crunching, connecting things. Um, but the beauty of it, if you do that for the world today and the idea of a startup, you actually you you have something like a weighted balance. You can say how much better is something, not just hope for a better outcome. You can really mm -hmm. quantify it, and that's the beauty of it. And I think. Um, so what we see is whenever we invest into a startup and then um, like we only do the full SCA, obviously, if we, in, if we are about to invest um, yeah. before we kind of do rougher estimations to be also um, resource efficient with our time. Mm -hmm. But when we do so, then I think there's, there's um, trust in two levels. I mean, there's trust anyway, if you invest into a company, you put in money, right? But there's, there's another momentum, I guess, um, and, and that is kind of, we are providing scientific evidence about the idea the founders came up with in the first place. 
And that actually helps them to land also deals and to communicate the change they're bringing to the world. Mm-hmm. And that enables them to really I don't know, be better in, in, in marketing and, and hiring the right people because they have proof for their mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, that's what we do. And um, I, I think that is something um, which should be done more in early stage capital because I think early stage capital has actually has a u- enormous responsibility because, it, you know, in the end of the day, it decides which ideas and teams transform into startups that then again transform into companies. And these are part of our economy and we have to make sure to support the right ones. Especially in climate tech, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, is that, I mean, I'm curious to know if those frameworks that you guys built uh, in-house, are they replicable in some ways or uh, it's really like custom-based for each uh, of the companies that you are uh, looking at or at least uh, in, in terms of like more like due diligence uh, that mm-hmm. you're performing at that time? Um, is that something that uh, you can, in a way, replicate uh, faster to increase uh, the amount of uh, companies that you can look at, or it's really like uh, it's it's a long long process? Mm-hmm. So, so so it's quite labor intensive uh, to to be precise. But I think in, to to make smart decisions, um, you need to look at it in a, in in a quite detailed way. Um, so. I mean, basically every VC knows um, to make good business decisions, you need experienced people. And I think that's the same for, for impact decisions. You need experienced scientists that can put this together and evaluate in idea. And like the more you see, the more you can build up a thesis of what's working mm-hmm. and what's kind of the solution. And you like just want to get it right. So you have to build up business knowledge, but you also have to have impact knowledge and then prove it in these calculations. And I think that's what we're here for, to prove that kind of building this scientific knowledge and understanding is valuable also to, to help the companies to prove their impact. That makes and sense. Maybe, maybe to add something to that, if we share the conviction that we necessarily need to transform vast majorities of our, of our industry towards a more sustainable future, um, then this leads us to believe that the companies which are going to create huge impact are also going to be uh, called successful in, in the old manner of, uh, from an economic standpoint. And therefore, we are under the belief that if you have a quantitative tool to estimate the impact potential of a certain company, this is indeed a good proxy for the economical success uh, of a certain company. Because in the end, there will be a correlation between created impact um, and uh, the revenue model behind it. So what we're really aiming for, and that's, that's maybe a hint towards our investment criteria is we are looking for business models where per unit of revenue created, we have that unit of, of impact created. Do you include any like social impact tool or it's uh, purely, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you include social impact in there or not? Um, not as a reason to to invest. So some of the yeah. companies we, we we now invest in, they have um, a positive social impact, um, but we don't take it as a metric uh, um, to make the decision if we invest yes or no. Um, mm-hmm. So I think um, given that, uh, I mean, a normal fund has, has fund managers and, and, and business people. And so and we, we, we as Planet A, we said, okay, in order to make good decisions, we have to also have to have the scientific side and precise numbers. And I think for us, um, being precise in the criteria, climate and kind of circular economy, if you wrap the, the other two together, 
having that um, that level of precision there is like already a lot to change in a venture fund and mm -hmm. i think um for us it's kind of having this level of precision and bring this to the table for for these startups is um what we want to prove um as, as, as nick explained also as a proof for the economic success of these companies um later down the road if we're going to raise a second fund or a third fund we're happy to to enable probably more indicators but i think um we're doing already doing a huge innovation by having the level level of position in, in the criteria I, I named. Mm -hmm. Did you, I mean, how many investments uh, with Planet A did you guys had uh, already the opportunity to, uh, to do? And if you have any example of companies that you, uh, that you choose and, and why, why not? So um, we've seen uh, a bit more than 600 companies so far uh, while being relatively under stealth mode. So we are not actively trying to play every every stage that we could get on um, mm -hmm. and so this is basically coming to us uh, through our network and uh, we are in the process of uh, doing a couple of warehousing investments which are around a, or across a broad range of different topics such as plastics and alternatives to plastics uh, energy mobility as well as uh, enabling software and um, these are five decisions we are, we are very eager on, but there are also a couple of decisions that we did not take where actually the, uh, the, the, the uh, environmental balance, the emission balance uh, led us to believe that this is not significant enough in its improvement or um, it even turned out that, uh, yes, you might um, harm, you might do a bit less harm on the one front, but then on the other front, you're actually doing more harm than, than previously uh, anticipated. And that's then in our, in our case, not the significance that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's a brave decision. I mean, uh, <clears throat> some people are more looking to uh, go and expand uh, capital fast. Uh, and I think uh, taking this kind of decision must be not always easy if you have uh, uh, sometimes uh, the pressure of your LPs behind that that are looking for uh, maximizing their, their return. So um, I think... Uh, Kudos to you guys. Uh, I think it's uh, is the best way to to go. Um, I would I, I, maybe yeah. one sentence to that. I would forward this kudos because there's just so much incredible talent right now building absolutely insanely good companies. Uh, so so it's rather on our front uh, that we are overwhelmed by the quality of of depot that we're receiving. So uh, really kudos to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, one other thing that uh, I saw with uh, with you guys with Planet A, um, there's this network, uh, this Planet A mm -hmm. network. Uh, so can you uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, the network in itself uh, and uh, how do you support uh, your portfolio of, uh, mm -hmm. of founders? Uh, in a way, what's the, the competitive advantage that uh, mm -hmm. you offer to them um, when uh, you decide to, uh, to, to, to get them on board? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually incredible thankful for this network because um, um, as I said it's like I was kind, kind of paralyzed by my journey by this 120 days of filming what I've seen and um, coming back and learning about the scientific evidence and how that can be part of, of, of a fund I was actually like I consider myself more an entrepreneur and I started to talk to, to other entrepreneurs and they kind of said yeah hey that makes sense. And lots of them said, hey, I'm willing to support the portfolio companies, which on a scientific level are really doing something 
meaningful and measurable. And so I heard quite often that they're willing to support and, um, and, and, and coach the people and also to invest in the fund we're building. And that was interesting for us because, um, as you know, it's like building a fund is, isn't quite easy. Um, and so I, I was actually want to echo that I'm super happy to get the support from that. And now as we grow and we do the first investments, um, what we do is that we speak with the startups and see, hey, what are the specific challenges they are having? Sometimes they, they come to us and say, hey, I need help here. Sometimes we might even see things from the outside with, with a little bit of experience. And then what we do is that we, we match that expertise, which is needed to, to tackle the problem with a limited scope and match these two and make sure that talk and also like uh, make sure the quality of the conversation is really good. And I think here really is important that to match the right problem with the right person. And, and we build like we have this in mind as we're building up our, our Planet A network that we have a broad range of knowledge across industries, uh, but uh, I don't know, all things like, like a filmmaker is in there. So it, it was um, like, um, you can get a bit creative here. And I think that's the mm -hmm. benefit of it to, to have the optimal support for the portfolio companies. And um, let me say one last thing. I think the, the, the thing we're most grateful for they're all doing this because they want to be part of the solution. They want to help these portfolio companies. And I think it's kind of brave what these entrepreneurs are doing right now because they're really tackling the problems we all should care about. And giving them the best foundation to build their companies is the only thing we can do. Fantastic. That's a, that's a great job, guys. Um, so one of the, the, the questions that um, I like to ask is a little bit like your uh, point of view on the uh, challenges and, uh, and opportunities on uh, the climate tech uh, industry today. Uh, what do you think is, uh, is missing? Um, and maybe if there's any, uh, according to you uh, individually, like any difference uh, regarding the first, uh, I would say, clean tech uh, rush that happened uh, a few years ago. Mm, so, so I think the common denominator in the entire industries right now is to channel old money into a new direction. And I think there are a couple of um, absolutely brave examples where this is happening exactly in the way it is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, but then um, what we are experiencing on a daily basis is that there is, in some cases, a lot of, a lot of talk and a too little walk. Um, and I don't think that this is um, due to a malicious nature, but this is simply because there is, of course, an, a certain uncertainty to the, the entire industry. The, uh, you, you just uh, called it out. There has been a clean tech bubble, a bubble which popped um, uh, around a decade ago. And of course, there is uh, still some lone wolves uh, running, running through the streets and uh, people who have burned their, their fingers badly. Um, but... Uh, we believe that right now what we're seeing is a fundament, fundamental uh, shift of paradigm led by regulatory change, led by uh, broad divestment schemes uh, from fossil fuels into renewable energies, um, new innovation, which is getting funded and also companies which are doing the climate pledges. Um, and I think um, uh, big capital givers uh, can and also must be a bit more courageous on how they allocate their capital at the moment. Because 
if you're only going to invest into solutions which have a proper track record uh, for the past uh, for the past decade, then it's going to be uh, very narrow in which in which in what you can invest. Um, but we don't have that time, unfortunately. This time, when it, for example, when it comes to, let's say, a certain deep tech topic or uh, the hottest stuff uh, which is happening in crypto right now, I think this is this is a, a, an area where we have a bit more time. And if it doesn't happen overnight, then um, it is uh, bad for some people. But uh, the world isn't going to end. In the case of climate tech, things lie a bit differently. Like every every day counts. We're we're now at, really at a point where every day counts. And uh, we, we need to be a bit more courageous. And I think um, there is reason to believe that that courage is going to pay off. So how do you, um, because I, I guess that should be like a question of those uh, LPs asking you, but okay, if I give you um, 10 millions, what is my uh, return on investment here? Like, how do you... Uh, prove them or try to mitigate the risk of that, uh, the money that they will put. Uh, and I will say in the climate tech in general, uh, will uh, give them the return that they expect. Uh, because on a, at the end of the day, uh, money manager uh, people are always looking for that, uh, that one metrics um, that uh, they, they, they want absolutely to, uh, to achieve. Or you go into the, the non-profit world, which uh, as, um, you know, uh, in, Venture investors is not what you are also made for. So tell me a little bit more about that, if you can, mm -hmm. or maybe uh, Fridjof. So uh, I pass it to Nick. <laughs> so, so basically, I'm coming back to, to something I said before. We, we have to see that fundamental shift of, uh, of economy uh, throughout all different industry verticals. And if and I'm, I'm with you, I really want to generalize this right now and not pinpoint it to planet A because uh, there is always going to be outliers and I don't want to argue with outliers. But if impact VC, and it necessarily mustn't necessarily be impact VC, but also impact PE, et cetera, if that is not going to achieve outstanding returns from a very traditional standpoint in terms of economic return, then we are, I don't want to say doomed, but That is, that is bad news because if we're not able as a human society to fundamentally shift and uh, towards a more sustainable economy, which is also driven by technology, technological innovation, um, then we have much bigger problems at hand than not achieving um, uh, highly competitive returns. So uh, if you believe that, that this change, that this transition is going to happen, then you also have your answer at hand why the returns are going to be competitive. Mm -hmm. So one question that um, I'd like to hear from you guys, I mean, answer, uh, is there any way that the community can, uh, can help you today? I, I think something in general, which we wish to see is um, that we start to look more on the numbers when it comes to impact and that we actually look at the evidence of all the different ideas. And um, I think a community, let it be an, a founder, let it be another investor, let it be an LP, um, they like a founder should like if you have the privilege to decide what you do then think about what you do also from the numbers perspective where you can make the, the biggest difference and I would encourage to do to, to say that as well to investors and LPs is where do you put your money and I think often <laughs> we, we, we talk lots about um, what we consume and, and, and that kind of stuff but where we <laughs> where we put our money 
and who or for which idea we work for is an often overlooked one. And mm -hmm. um, if if you want to drive change, then either build the change you want to see or invest in the change you want to see. And I think that is quite general and it doesn't matter with who you go, but do it. That makes sense. So any question that I should have uh, asked and uh, I did not during the, the first part of the, uh, of the interview right now? Anything that you want to add or think that uh, we didn't cover that uh, you would like to share? I think we have. Uh, I'm happy. So if you're happy, <laughs> and, and if you find this interesting, then it's, then it, then it's good. <laughs> I'm super happy. Thank you so much for the for uh, sharing all of these uh, interesting uh, insights and and your story. And uh, I think like uh, explaining a little bit more about like how uh, Planet A is really articulating uh, their effort uh, in terms of uh, uh, impact, but also uh, in terms of empowering uh, the different startups uh, and founders that you are uh, working with. So uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm.